Daisy Nurianen is a well-respected planning and transport expert. She's just moved from being Director of Urbanism for Sustrans to take up the role of Senior Manager for Mobility and Placemaking at the Council. Now, both of these might sound like titles made up by a management consultant, but in practice, what she'll do is lead a team whose aim is to deliver, amongst other things, Edinburgh's targets for sustainability and bringing down carbon emissions. That means changing people's behaviour about how they shop and how they travel around the city, for example. And that's where the 20-minute neighbourhoods come in. So I asked her to explain more. What 20-minute neighbourhoods means, essentially, it's not a new concept. It's about living locally. It's about making sure that people have access to services and amenities close to where they live. So within a 20-minute walk or wheel or cycle, different places do it differently. Access to green space, access to your schools, access to medical facilities, to post office. You know, everything that you need to live a good life is within that 20-minute circle now, Sometimes the discussion becomes around the time, you know, why 20 minutes and why 15 minutes? But actually what the concept is about is living locally and being able to access your amenities and services and to be able to travel where you want to travel in an active, in a way that, you know, is sustainable. Also what 20 Minute Neighbourhoods does is it plugs into the wider conversation around net zero and, you know, the kind of places that we want. As we come out of COVID, especially having, in a sense, been forced to live locally and get to know your local area in a way probably that wasn't the case for everyone. Here is a chance to look at some of the benefits of that local living and take it forward as we recover from from COVID and as we face the climate crisis. So there is a lot within that 20-minute neighbourhood concept. I think it's, it's a simple one to kind of talk about, but I think the delivery of it The simplicity of the concept masks the complexity, I think, of what it takes to deliver that. Yes, that sort of fits in with a whole series of discussions that are happening within online Portobello, which has to do with the role of the pedestrian, the cyclist, the wheeler, the disabled person, as opposed to the person who's driving a car. And that can be a very difficult series of conversations. Yes, I completely agree. I mean, as I said, anything that any place that we look at in that holistic manner comes with the inherent tensions that are in a place. So whether it's about transport, public transport or driving, people who need to drive, or whether it's about inclusion and equity, whether it's about how do you access your town hall, for example, in Portobello, and what happens to the buildings within Portobello, how do we make sure that services are available for where they need to be? That conversation is difficult, but it's necessary. And I think here is an opportunity for us through this framework of 20-minute neighbourhoods to have those conversations and to come together across different aspects of what makes a good place and say, how do we work together to make this happen? One of the things for me over the past few years, and even in my role, my new role at the council is, The one thing that everybody wants for themselves, for their families, for neighbours, is to have a good place to live in, a good quality of life. And I think nobody wants to live in a traffic congested street. So if we start from that and then work backwards to say, how do we make this happen together? I think the 20-minute neighbourhood framework allows us to have those conversations. In Portobello, we're lucky because we do have so many of the services that you referred to a moment ago. But by contrast, if you look at somewhere less fortunate northwest side of the city, that's going to be a lot harder to do. 
It is, and exactly as you say, you know, a twenty-minute neighborhood is not a one-size-fits-all by any means or any measure. It has to be context-driven. It has to be, and each community will have their own aspiration for what their twenty-minute neighborhood looks like or feels like or how you experience it. It will look very different in in Edinburgh to how it looks in Glasgow or the Highlands. It will look very different in how it looks in Portobello to Wester Hills or Pennywell or Liberton, for example, or the city centre. The council has at the last full council meeting, elected members have signed off or approved the strategy, the twenty-minute neighbourhood strategy. And as part of the work that was done in bringing that strategy forward, was looking at some of the the thinking behind. How do you prioritize which places have the investment around this twenty-minute neighborhood, for example? So there's been a little bit of thinking around around that, and you know what kind of work needs to go into which kind of area to make this work for each community. And more importantly for me, how do we make sure that communities are involved in that discussion and they shape it? You know, this isn't something that I believe the council has to come and say this is what's happening. You know, this has to be done together with communities. I think the conversations in Portobello. Are one example of that. You know, you need that to happen for that richness to come forward and then shape what happens going forward. Yeah, again, there's a lot of discussion here about the need for decision taking to be taken down to the local level as far as possible. And we think of, for example, community councils, which are relatively toothless, and there actually is a need for some better structure so that local people's views can be easily. Understood and implemented. Community councils have a huge role to play as well in that conversation. Here is an opportunity. I come back to the word opportunity. You know, there is a framework now to have those conversations. And who makes the decisions? Who is around the table? Whose voices are heard? Yeah, as you said, how is the decision making disseminated across all levels of communities? We've been talking about local place plans for a long time. We've been talking about. Community empowerment, for example, how does all of this come together to really enriched conversations that then help elected members to make decisions that need to be made for their communities? Again, I come back to the point: we have a chance to start talking about this in a sense that allows people to come together to make those meaningful conversations about their aspirations for their community and their place. What kind of timescale are we talking about? In terms of taking this as an idea, a policy from the council, and turning it into something that we can actually see being implemented locally. That's a very good question, and one of the things that I'm taking forward with my team at the moment, I've been tasked to do, is that delivery plan. How do you make that concept that's only been signed off a couple of weeks ago, and make that into a tangible reality that people can plug into and and take forward? So there's early work going on in the council right now around that. We're starting to talk to our partners to say, you know, how do we do this together? So, organisations like EVOC, for example, or organisations like the NHS or university, where they have buildings and they are invested in the places in the city. So, starting to have some of those conversations to say, how do we take this forward? But in terms of timescales, it's not going to happen overnight. There'll be some places where there's already investment going in. So, if there's a new school being built, for example. Then it's making sure that the twenty-minute neighborhood principles are embedded within the conversations that are going on as part of that school building process. You know, the 
the consultation is already underway. There'll be some places, for example, where things are quite early on in the process as regeneration discussions happening. So let's have that conversation right now and embed the 20 minute neighbor principles at the outset. So some places will be joining the dots, some places will be starting afresh. For me, if we are to really embed 20 minute neighborhood principles into everything we do, it will need across Scotland a system change approach. You know, it is about making sure that it becomes a lens through which any decision is taken, which will take time, as we all know. But I'm very keen, and I know the council is very keen to make sure that there, even within the first year or two years, very early on, that there is a tangible output that people can see and say, this is what it means. Hopefully, we'll, we'll come back with more information on that in due course. So it's very early days. After all, she's only just taken up her post. But if Portobello is to become a 20-minute neighbourhood, the discussions she talked about will need to start taking place quite quickly because the way we all behave now, not just in the future, will have to change. There have already been alarming reports that climate change will lead to rising sea levels, which in turn could lead to flooding in lower parts of our community. So perhaps we should consider starting to think about what needs to be done as a local initiative. We're quite good at those, rather than waiting to be asked.